Let's go through every single package installed with a Linux install image. I'm going through the software included with Slackware, but these are all open source applications and libraries, so whether you're running Slackware like me, or Fedora, Debian, BSD, or even Mac or Windows, you can probably download, install, and try these on your computer. So chances are, you'll be able to learn something from this podcast. Let's get started. Today I'm going to take a step back a little bit from the contents of the Slackware install media, and I want to talk specifically about one of the tools that one might use to install software on Slackware. I've talked about this stuff before, but this time I want to talk about a new tool that I discovered called SBO, SBO as in slack.org, tools, which is a set of Perl scripts providing a ports-like automation interface to slackbuilds.org. Its features include requirement handling and the ability to handle 32-bit and compat32 builds on multi-lib x8664 systems. This can be found on pink-mist.github.io slash SBO tools. I will obviously put a link in uh, to that in the show notes. I think it's kind of funny at how Slackware, even to even to someone using it every day, and modestly up on the latest news. I won't say that I'm the most social person. I, I also won't necessarily say that Slackware users are the most social people uh, as a whole. Not not as a rule. Just I I judging them from sort of from where I'm sitting. I, I feel like. This isn't a very, I, I wouldn't say it was a boisterous community. So, I don't know, understated, I guess, is what I'm trying to imply. And that's fine. That's not a critique at all. Um, in fact, I, I kind of like that. But a risk to that is that you don't find out about things maybe as soon as you would have liked to have found out about them. And it turns out that this SBO Tools script set is really, really nice. It, it is like my own... Uh, sport package manager, which I've I've all but abandoned at this point, because really SBO tools is really nice. And then there was that what it was SLPKG that I talked about in a previous episode as well. So there are lots of tools out there that recognize that Slackbuilds.org is the official unofficial repository for Slackware packages. And a Slackware package, I've said this before, but I'll say it one more time now, just so in case you've not heard this before, Slackware packages are just source code compiled into a microcosmic version of a Slackware system. And when you install that package, all it does is it unarchives that package over your existing system. And everything just sort of falls into place. I mean, there's nothing magical about that. Understand, that's what an installer does anyway, on any system. Like, literally, whatever it is, that's all an installer does, is it copies stuff from an archive of some format to places that it expects to exist on your system. That's it. So Slack Builds provides scripts to make those packages for you. You could make them yourself very easily, or you can use slackbuilds.org to have them made for you. Or, or rather, you can use SBO tools and other tools like it, SLPKG, uh, and, and formerly Ports, uh, Sport, whatever I called it, and so on, to sort of automate that process for you. So I decided to try SBO tools for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wasn't entirely happy with how SLPKG didn't have immediate access to essentially local copies of the Slack builds. 
And I, I found myself, even though there's the ability in SLPKG to to look at you you can look at the README file and the info file and so on. Uh, for more information about SLPKG, because it is a very cool tool, go listen to 458, episode 458. I, I talk about it there, and I rave about it. But the thing that I, I found myself doing was I wouldn't use SLPKG to view the README or the requirement, the, the info uh, file, or the, yeah, the README or the info file. I don't know. I, it just didn't work for me. It wasn't, it, my fingers didn't agree with the way that I had to do that with, with SLPKG. And I literally, I found myself having, I had a copy, the Slack build tree, a local copy of it on my system, and I would I would defer to it. Well, you can already sort of see how that's a split-brain system. This is very bad. If I've got my local copy, and I'm reading its files, and then I'm having SLPKG install files from the actual production site, well, when was the last time I updated my local copies? On a technical level, that's not a very good that's not a good policy to have. Around the same time as I was kind of understanding that about myself, I saw on slackbuilds.org user list that someone had mentioned SBO tools. And I thought, SBO tools? Never heard of it. Let me go try it. And it turns out that it's really, really nice. So let's talk about SBO tools because I'm I'm really, really recommending SBO tools. Oh, I said I, I, I was using it for a couple of reasons. So the other reason is that it's it's all written in Perl. And I kid you not, but, well, first of all, if you want to hear about more about Perl, then go listen to episode 429. I talk about Perl in 429, and I've been, frankly, a, a fan of Perl ever since. If you want to go hear more about Perl, go listen to that episode, because it is a very cool little language. And I kid you not, but I, I was sitting around thinking, well, maybe I should just work on sport again and bring that back up to speed. And I thought, well, if I do that, I should write it in Perl. And so then here comes along this SBO tool tool, uh, and it turns out that it is written in Perl, which I just thought was kind of kind of cool. I mean, it's completely meaningless, but it was kind of interesting that this was written in Perl. So if for no other reason than to just kind of observe how Perl uh, might be used, I think it's worth looking at, to be honest. So we've got about six, seven, eight, eight different commands in the SBO tool kit. I think maybe I will... Should I just go through? No, I should go through them like logically. So the first one is... The, the first one I'll do is SBO find. And all of these have man pages, so you can look through the man page and see exactly how they're supposed to be used. Quite nice. My, my personal favorite, the one, my go-to, and probably the first one that you'll go to because in the workflow it's just the i think the logical one is sbo find they all start with sbo and then it's some it's some word so sbo find so if you do sudo sbo find let's look for i don't know a b c d e that's actually a package a b c d e and you type in your password and it it finds a b c d e E 2.9.3 and that exists in user SBO repo audio A B C D E and that path is on your local system so slash user slash SBO slash repo that's on your local system and it exists because when you first use these tools it creates that for you now let's say that I was searching for um I don't know P Y T H Pyth well as you can imagine there are a lot of Pyths so um. No, that was actually a bad example. Hmm. What What's a good example for... Um, let's say that you need to find an exact match. Because right now, 
if if you search for something that has several matches, ah, here's one. Well, not really. It's so hard to find something that's that's sort of part of a word, but not exactly. How about this? Refined. There we go. Okay, refined. So if I do a sudo sbo find refined, it comes up with two results. Refined, R-E-F-I-N-D, and re or R-E-F-I find. And and the reason they're different is because I believe the way that they're uh, installed, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. If you need to do an exact match, then you can do sbo find dash dash exact, and then what you're searching for, refined. Oh, and interestingly, that doesn't actually do it. So even the exact match, I guess, is not uh, is not case insensitive. Okay, well, I didn't know that. So that's still a bad example. If there was something that that seemed like there were two two successful hits, or you know, more than one successful hit, you can do an exact dash dash exact to tell it to to just consider the exact string as you type it, although apparently case insensitively. Um, so that's SBO find, but wait, there's more. So I don't really care about refind. So I'm going to do sudo SBO find dash dash readme and then ABCDE. And that prints to the terminal, the, the SBO, uh, the package that you searched for, the path so that you know exactly where that thing is, and then the readme file. And you can also add dash dash info to that to view the info file so that you can see what it requires, who the maintainer is, and so on. So that's brilliant. That's honestly 90% of what I want out of an SBO tool. Because I just, I, I like to read readmes, because on, on slackbuilds.org you really have to. Because there are a lot of sort of flags that, that just aren't programmed to be automatable. So if, if, for instance, there was an option to compile some software with a feature, then you you might you won't know about that feature unless the readme mentions it. And and actually, I'll get I'll, there's more about there's more to be said about that, and I'll I'll come back to that once we look at diff- a different tool. But that's that's the theory is that there might be options for compiling something that is just it's just mentioned in the readme. It's like hey, if you want if you want ID three or if you want yeah if you want to use ID three lib then pass id3 tag v equals id3 tag during comp- compilation. Well, you won't know that unless you've read the readme. So it's really, really essential to read the readmes of slackbuilds.org. It's just how it's structured. No one wants to change that. That's how the users prefer it. I think there's, that, you know, there's an argument that those things should be somehow codified. Like they should be listed somewhere and then checked and double checked. And if they exist, you should be warned, whatever. That's how uh, the ports management would do it in FreeBSD and other BSDs. So yeah, why isn't that happening here? Well, that's the system as designed, and people seem to like it because no one's designing something different. And again, there is more to say about that, which I'll, which I will say more about. So that's that's SBO find. No, actually, that's not SBO find. There is one more feature that I forgot to mention, and that is the uh, Q file feature. So if I do sudo SBO find dash dash Q Q U E U E A B C D E again, that's a package name. It's not just random. Then it tells me that the queue for that is, and it lists everything in the requirements, in the requires uh, field of of the info file. So it knows that in order for me to install ABCDE, it needs to first install CD-disk ID, Perl Music Brains, disk ID, 
pearl-mojolicious, pearl-webservice-musicbrains, and then A, B, C, D, E. So that's kind of nice. Okay, so now that's, that's SBO find. So the next step is probably to install a thing, although I will note here that possibly the next thing you would want to do is just remind yourself whether that thing has been installed. I don't know why I forget what I have installed half the time. I don't know. Don't know what it is about me, but I do that a lot. So the solution for myself is to ideally have a command that takes a look at all of the packages in var log packages. And I, I guess that's not a thing that other people worry about because it just doesn't seem to be in the tools that I have found. That doesn't seem to be a feature people are concerned about providing. And SBO tools uh, is, is no exception. They don't provide directly a, a means for you to determine whether you have a specific thing installed. So for instance, if I wanted to know if I had libffado or libffado, let's take something a little bit simpler. How about Lazarus? That's easy to say. Lazarus. I don't remember what Lazarus does. I could find out with sudo sbo find dash dash readme Lazarus. It says Lazarus is a rapid application development tool for free Pascal. I don't know why I would have that installed, but I have it. I forget what that was for. It was some for something very interesting. So Lazarus. I want to see if it's installed. How do you do that? How do you find out? Well, I mean, one way is to just do list slash var slash log slash packages slash probably Lazarus. There it is, Lazarus. It is definitely installed. So that's not hard. And yet, for some reason, I find it easier to just type in sudo sbo remind. Now this is not part of sbo tools, so I'm confusing a lot of different things here, and probably you, dear listener, for which I apologize. I've written a quick and dirty hack based on SBO tools called SBO Remind, and then I can type in Lazarus, for instance. It responds, Lazarus is installed. And what that means specifically is that Lazarus is installed from slackbuilds.org. In other words, Lazarus is installed and it has the tag underscore SB, capital S, capital B, lowercase o. And, and that's just a function. There's a function in the SBO tool, tool set called um, well, actually, it's it's based off of SBO remove, strangely, and, and that does a uh, that does a check for all of your installed SBO packages, builds an array, and then compares what you've given it on as an argument to your command with its array of installed packages, and it either confirms or denies that you have that installed. So, for instance, if I were to do a sudo tilde slash bin slash SBO remind VLC then it tells me VLC is not installed from slackbuilds.org. So that's correct. So that's that's my own little hack. The The other way to do that, aside from the obvious, which is ls slash var slash log slash packages, whatever you're looking for. The other way to do that is to, and this is how I, this is how I was doing it for a while until I realized that it just wasn't smart. Um, SBO remove dash a for something like always ask dash a, uh, and then something like, for instance, Lazarus. And then it tells you that Lazarus is installed, and does do you want to remove it? And then I just say no. And that way I can verify that something is installed by threatening to remove it, and then declining that. So 
I feel like that's a little bit silly. It's, it's, I don't know why I do it that or I don't do it that way anymore. Uh, and the thing that got me out of that was because it actually, the dash A prompt or the dash A flag actually forces it to ask you for every single thing in the requirements list. So if you're, if you're checking for, I don't know, A, B, C, D, E, which we've seen has like four, four dependencies, then you have to say no four times. And so I thought for a little while, oh, I could do a yes, no pipe to SBO remove, something stupid like that. And finally, I just realized it would be easier to grab the remove.pm and the SBO remove files, take out all the useful code, and just have it tell me either yes, this is installed, or no, it's not installed. So that's what I've done with SBO remind. But let's assume that one of those methods for you works. You like that. And so you decide, yeah, it's time to install this thing. So you do an SBO, actually I should do a sudo SBO remind CD dash disk ID because that's a that's one of the requirements of ABCDE. Now I'm not actually installing ABCDE. Actually maybe I am. Maybe I am going to install that. I do have some CDs actually, some local mu musicians that I could import. Okay, maybe I'll do that. So anyway, the, the command for that is SBO install, simple enough, and it's got all the usual flags you you might think like dash dash no install to not install it after all dash dash jobs to increase how many cpu uh cores you can use to um to compile the thing which is really really significant dash dash compat 32 to actually use alien bob's compat 32 toolset which i do have installed so that could be good dash dash no interactive to skip viewing the readme and any yes or no questions that come along with it. And we're getting into something now, um, but I'll, let's let's wait a moment. And then dash dash reinstall uh, to, if you know something has been installed, but you, for whatever reason, you want to recompile, reinstall. So I'm going to do a sudo sbo install of a, b, c, d, e. And ideally we should see a bunch of stuff. So, okay, so first it says CD disk ID is a backend utility to get CDDB disk ID information from a CD-ROM disk. Okay, great, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm gonna say yes to that. And now it says that's been added to the install queue. And then it proceeds to the next one. It tells me what Perl Music Brain's debt disk ID is. And do I wanna proceed with that? Yes. And then Mojolicious, that's a Perl library, Web Service Music Brains, yes. And now here's where it gets really cool. It says, it looks like Perl Web Service Music Brains has options. Would you like to set any when the Slack build is run? Yes or no. And then you can supply s supply arguments. That's huge because like I said, um, the readme files are often the only place, the, the only place that you can find those special options for a lot of the Slack build packages. So for instance, uh, so this is a readme file and it's saying that it uses, okay, so it says note by default, the test suite is not run because it requires a network connection. You can enable it by exporting tests equals yes in the scripts environment. Well, in that case, I don't actually want to change any options, so I'm just going to hit enter to skip. Okay, and now it's asking me to continue again. Yes, I can continue with that. And now it says, it looks like it has options. Would you like to set any when the Slack build is, when the Slack build is run? And there are several options here, which actually, it looks like it's using ID3, E-I, 
E D3 by default, so that's fine. Uh, too lame for MT MP2 files, that's fine. Mutagen actually looks like it's got really a good set of defaults, so I think this is fine. It looks like it has options, so I'm just gonna say no to that and but proceed, yes. And then finally, it shows me the queue that it's got set up for me. And I'll hit yes, and it just starts to uh, install. And you know what? I forgot to set the dash dash jobs option, so I'm only compiling with one core. But I don't think it's that big of a deal, actually. The It's a, it's a relatively light install. That's SBO install. Does the whole, the whole line of of applications that you need for the application that you actually want, which is nice. I, I realize that that looks suspiciously like handling dependencies, which I've often said in the past, I don't want my package maintain ma management tool to manage my dependencies for me. And um, this is a level that I'm comfortable with because it asks me whether I want to proceed with a certain thing. So if I knew that I had, I don't know, for some reason, uh, lib, you know, music brains or whatever, uh, installed from some other location, and I knew that I'd compiled it with the exact options that I personally wanted, then I could have said, no, don't install that, install the other things. So this is the right level for me. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it adds to the convenience without really removing any of the control. So that's SBO install. We're getting, we're getting to the, I mean, th those were the, for me, the vital ones. SBO find, SBO install. Really, really nice. And probably, frankly, 99% of my interaction with SBO tools are those two, two right there. No, that's, well, okay, from SBO tools, yes, that's 99%. I also use SBO remind a lot, but again, that's not actually an SBO tool. That's a hacked uh, derivative. Okay, so the other ones are things like, well, SBO snap, and I believe that's the one, I mean, I think I've literally used this once, because it does, a, it fetches the slackbuild.org port tree and, and installs it, on, or not installs, but syncs it down to your system. So you have a local copy of your Slack builds thanks to SBO snap. So that's super simple. That's all, that's really all there is to it. Uh, oh, I guess there's, okay. So there's, uh, SBO remove, which as I've said, was the, 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 the application or the library and command that I based SBO remind off of. Um, SBO remove is, is quite simple as well. It's SBO remove and that removes packages, but you can also do SBO remove dash dash always ask or just dash A, and that's to always ask to remove requirements, even those required by other packages currently installed. By default, those are ignored. So by default, an SBO remove removes exactly one package, and it's the package that you want to remove. But if you do the always ask, then it'll look at the dependencies and prompt you to approve a removal of those as well. I have not actually removed that many applications since I've started using SBO tools, so I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience with it, but I have a feeling, no, knowing myself, I, I won't be using it. I'll just use remove PKG. I, I don't see the advantage from my perspective for SBO remove, but um, uh, the, the, the one advantage that I see is that it will remove dependencies, but I just, I don't see myself doing that. So, um, I think it would probably just re be remove PKG. I guess there's a vague possibility of me choosing to also remove, um, or rather to, to use SBO remove, to remove 
something because it will only remove a package from underscore SBO. So there's a little bit of a safety catch built in there, which does seem nice. That said, Slack builds are pretty cheap, to be honest. If I accidentally remove one, I could just reinstall it. So I still don't know how much of a of an important sort of feature that is. Okay, so almost to the end here in a way. SBO clean, clean any files left around by SBO tools. So if you suspect that things are getting out of hand, things are, are cluttering up uh, some directory, like user SBO dist files where they where it stores some of the the files that you that that are required to install things, uh, you can just do a SBO clean, and that it does uh, it cleans out downloaded source files. Th those are the dist files, or work directories under temp SBO uh, slash temp for compat32. Uh, and I thought there was one more. No, it's just describing compat32. Okay, so yeah, so it gets rid of some some packages. SBO check. I don't think I've talked about that one, right? Um, I should probably refresh my memory on what that is first. Oh yeah, it's updating. It's it's checking for updates. So you can do an SBO, or rather sudo SBO check, and it scans all packages installed from underscore SBO and tells you whether there's an update install, uh, available rather, which actually is pretty cool. Um, I, again, haven't actually used it yet. I, I don't tend to update packages, like, too often. Like, I do it when I, when I feel like it's necessary, but I don't do it upon release, unless it's, like, a network application that, that actually interacts with the outside world. Um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't tend to do that. So I haven't used this yet, really. I mean, I've, I've run a check just to see it work, but I, I haven't really... I don't feel like I'm overly familiar with this process, so I won't comment on it too much. But it is really nice. I mean, SBO check, you can see what's updated or, or what is eligible for an update, which seems um, pretty darn useful. SBO config is the front end for managing your configuration file. And you can also just edit the configuration file yourself if you want, but you don't have to. You can just run sudo SBO config and it gives you all of the, really, the possible configurations. It's really, really cool. It's a smooth, smooth way of doing a, a configuration. I've never quite seen it done this way, I don't think. I mean, maybe I have, but it is really nice. I was Im impressed. And the I think the most useful one, probably, is the dash dash jobs. So you can do sudo sbo config dash dash jobs, and then set how many how many cores you want it to use out of your system, which I should probably look again just to just to verify how many cores I have at my disposal. At my disposal, uh, looks like it's eleven right now. So I guess I could do a sudo sbo config jobs dash dash jobs. Uh, let's do eight. And now the jobs has been set to eight. Simple as that. So I've just configured the 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 persistent persistent environment of of SBO tools just just with one command it's really really slick um so there is you know you don't have to open up like a configuration file and and read the comments or anything you just set things right here in the as a command very cool i've already talked about SBO snap so i think the only other one is SBO upgrade and SBO upgrade upgrades packages installed so it's it's essentially a front end to upgrade pkg and 
once again, I guess I could see myself using this if I... Yeah, I could see myself using this, but I, I feel like a lot of times... No, I could absolutely see myself using this. Yeah, if I wanted to install reinstall something, uh, but I wanted to do an upgrade instead of a reinstall, yeah, that that would make sense. There's a really, really minor difference between install PKG, dash dash reinstall, and upgrade PKG. And right now, I can... I cannot remember the little tiny difference, but for a while I thought to myself, why not just use upgrade PKG for everything? Because there, there's a, or was it upgrade PKG or actually was it install PKG dash dash install dash new dash dash reinstall? Yeah, I don't remember. There was some option or command where I was trying, I, I thought, well, maybe I could just, maybe I should just be using that all the time. But there was like one little thing where it was like, you know, it wouldn't look at the version number if you didn't, if, if, if it wasn't already installed or something very sensible like that. So I guess I could see myself using SBO upgrade if there was a package that I knew was installed. So I'd, I'd, I'd run my SBO remind. So I knew that the thing was installed, but I knew also that I wanted to reinstall it and maybe build it with a different option or something. Um, or or well, I guess that would just be a dash dash reinstall for SBO install. So I guess it would just be that there was a new version out. So I wanted to upgrade. So I'd just do an SBO upgrade and it would figure out all the rest, which is nice. It's quite nice to have uh, the software figure that out. So, and the, the advantage of course to an upgrade, you know, would be or might be, uh, that if there are configuration files that had been added or 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 certain files that had been added that that didn't exist before um, they're 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 copied over into the correct places and considered you know treated as as new entities so I don't even know if that made any sense I mean that's obviously what an upgrade is right um, but I guess with an install, yeah, an install reinstall just takes everything from a folder and puts it onto your system. Whereas upgrade recognizes that they are, there are new entities possibly being copied to your system. And if there are, if there's a conflict in the old version and the new version, it offers to help you resolve that, or at least to let you resolve it. So there, I guess that's the advantage to SPO upgrade or upgrade PKG as the case may be. So that's everything. Those are all eight commands, subcommands of SBO tools, or, or they're really the commands of SBO tools. Now, each of those commands is just a little script that gets put into user SBIN. And that script, each script, is calling a little Perl library that's stored in slash user share Perl 5 slash SBO slash uh, app or slash lib, depending on what it is. That's where all the work happens. Now, in theory, I thought that I would be able to just kind of tap into, for instance, the the remove.pm and, and use the check underscore SBO subroutine, but I, I couldn't get my arguments to align, I guess, with what, with what that function provided, so I wasn't able to do that. There may be another library in there, maybe the packages library or something that I could look at as well. But SBO Remind is, is working for me. And anyway, nobody seems to need that functionality. So I think it really is only useful for me and my quirky way of, of working. So anyway, SBO Find and SBO Install, definitely the standout commands for SBO tools. And it is just such a sublimely simple and efficient way to interact with Slack builds. It is definitely my new favorite 
method of interacting with slackbuilds.org. It's probably won me over for the foreseeable future. It's really good, and it's written in Perl. So if you're a fan of Perl, as I am, you can read this code for a really great, great example of working working code. Uh, and that, I mean, that's how I learned Bash. It was reading reading through Slack builds, reading through Patrick Volkerding's scripts on the system. So reading up on Perl is is a definitely a new hobby of mine. So this provides uh, a little bit of insight into how Perl can and should be designed. And it works so well. It's just such a nice application. So if you're looking for something to replace whatever your current workflow is for slackbuilds.org, do check out SBO Tools at pink-mist.github.io slash sbotools. That's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. My name's Klaatu. You can reach me anytime over email with feedback or comments, tips, or just to say hi. My email address is klaatu at slackermedia.info. You can also reach me on the Mastodon network, not klaatu, at mastodon.xyz. The show's intro and outro music is by Fat Chance Lester. You can find their music on bandcamp.com or on gnuworldorder.info in the archive you'll find a music directory containing the album from which this music has been extracted until next time thanks for listening and keep the source open